Hello everyone, my name is Ivana and welcome back to my show, God Appetite. On today's episode, I will be introducing you guys to Indian cuisine. Now, Indian food has a lot of varieties and interesting origins. India has the largest population of vegetarians in the world, so their food varies greatly. It ranges from spices to meats. And they have a little bit of everything that you would want to experience and try. Um, so if you are interested in finding out more about Indian cuisine, then uh, stay tuned and find out right after a short music break. Thank you. 
Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, so that was just a traditional Hindu music and an instrumental Indian music. Um, and now to onto the list of different foods that you could try. So the first one on my list is Murk Makni and this is just a butter chicken. So the Murk Makni um, is one of the top orders at any Indian restaurant in the West and it's for good reason. It's actually really good. It's a sultry uh, poultry dish that tastes great with the kali dal. This is the black lentils and naan, which is a green salad. Um, and if you have a nice uh, stocked spice drawer, then the only ingredient that you may need for this is the kasuri methi, which is a dried uh, fenugreek leaves. Um, and otherwise, this recipe calls just for like a common ingredients like olive oil, onion, garlic, ginger, butter, uh, chicken stock, and tomato puree. So, and the chicken is marinated twice, once in a dry rub and then in a yogurt mixture. So this makes the chicken very moist and um, very flavor flavorful and tasty which just adds on to the richness of the dish and the uniqueness of it. Um, another type of chicken is the tandoori chicken, and it's honestly hard to find anyone who doesn't like tandoori chicken once they try it. And it's a famous Indian barbecue chicken recipe. So traditionally, it's cooked in a clay oven, and you can prepare, uh, you can prepare this like yogurt, yogurt marinated chicken on a grill or in the oven um, and you need to plan ahead if you want to make this because um, it has to the chicken has to sit in the fridge for about 12 to 14 hours um, coated so that's where the flavor comes and this signature flavor comes from the tandoor masala, which is a spice that's um, that's a mixture that includes uh, coriander seeds, ginger, uh, turmeric, and that's those are just a few um, that we could name. And you can also make your own, or you can just buy um, a spice that that they sell at the store and. Um, this chicken can be served with basmati rice um, with lemon wedges on the side. Another chicken is the chicken tiki masala. And this is another just great and delicious grilled chicken dish um, that comes with a thick creamy gravy on the side. Um, and again, it's like a, it's a, the, a tomato yogurt sauce is spiced with chili garlic, ginger, and garam masala. And this is just um, a very unique Indian spice blend. And the chicken is marinated overnight. Um, it's grilled and then it's gently cooked in a slightly smoky gravy. So you'll want to serve this dish over basmati rice again, um, kind of like the previous chicken and with warm naan bread for, um, for that to just soak up the sauce. Another very popular is the Rojan Josh, and this is just a red lamp. 
The literal translation for Rojan Josh is the name of this dish from Kashmir, which is a region in India. And the translation is red lamp. So this color comes from the Kashmiri dry red chilies. While the name may just sound very fiery, um, the heat of this dish is just a little bit toned down by the cream that is added at the end. Um, and the list of spices just called in for this recipe may be very long. But if you have a local food market that you usually go to and that um, if they sell uh, different like international spices, you probably can find um, find the, the whole list of spices that are needed to make this a dish. Um, and these spices include cardamom, sumin, turmeric, and garam masala, which there again, um, they could be sold in uh, like small bulk quantities and they will last for a long, long time. So if you want to make this more than once, um, then you can. Another dish is the Malai Kofta. This is vegetable meatballs in a thick sauce. So this is the vegetarian alternative to meatballs. So like I said before, Indians have a great amount and a big, big population of um, vegetarians. So of course they have um, they have a lot of food for them. And Malai Kofta is just one of them. They are made with a mix of potatoes, carrots, beans, peas, and sweet corn. And then they're cooked and they're mashed before mixing it um, with spices and um, paneer, which is the essential blocked cheese, quote-unquote, um, that is similar to tofu in texture. And it's just a great addition to any vegetarian meal. And it's very easy to find it if you don't want to make if you want to make it. Um, well, it's easy to find the spices and um, the ingredients needed. But if you're lazy, if you don't want to make it, um, this is a pretty popular dish that you can find at a foods market or just like your local Indian restaurant in your area. And um, the Malai Kofta also goes very well with naan or jeera rice. Um, another is Kaloi. So this is basically chickpea curry. So it's just a classic and an easy uh, chickpea curry. And this is a favorite in the northern um, in, in the northern area of India. And it has become a worldwide sensation. It's perfect for a big crowd, um, especially if you serve it hot um, along with like fried Indian bread like the puri or the batura, which I will talk about later. Um, and the ingredient list actually looks very intimidating, but the recipe is actually easier. Um, so if you look at the ingredient list, like if you want to make this type of curry and if you want... Um, if you look at the list of ingredients needed, it might look overwhelming, overwhelming. but in reality, the recipe is um, easy to make. Um, so once you have the chickpeas, onions, and tomatoes, along with the garlic and ginger paste, then all you need are those common Indian spices that make this cuisine very unique. 
and um, I'm pretty sure, maybe, like maybe you've already heard about this, but India has a lot of spice in their food, and um, some of these spices are only like found there because India is just known for uh, producing many many spices, and of course they're gonna make use of that and um, include it in their foods. Another dish is the palak paneer. So this is just the spinach and cottage cheese. So the most popular recipe at Indian restaurants um, is this one. It is a mildly mildly flavored dish that's just very healthy, and it's nothing more than just a spinach and cottage cheese, and along with the typical Indian spices found in many other dishes, and. Thanks to a large portion of spinach and um, the fenugreek leaves that are included in this recipe, this dish takes on a deep green hue. So um, the cube paneer are just pan fried first and um, that contributes to a nice texture to the dish. And the palak paneer gets even better when it's served with um, your favorite flatbread. Um, another is the Kali dal. These are black lentils. So there are certain dishes, like I said, like the butter chicken that I mentioned before, that goes perfectly with a side of Kali dal, which um, is known as Maki dal. So that basically means mom's lentils. And this is the name for it because it's just very wholesome and delicious and it um, ages back uh, to a long time. Um, so you will need to soak your black lentils overnight if you want to try doing this and try um, cooking it. So after that, it's just an easy recipe. The only ingredients that you'll need are the ghee, which um, is a clarified butter, and the asafoetida, which is a resinous gum but both of which will be very useful in your Indian food adventures if you uh, plan to make maybe make some other dishes in the future, not just the kali dal. Another is the papdi chat. So this has to be, again, a very popular snack, especially in the north of India. Um, and vendors literally crowd the streets that... Um, are selling all these kinds of delicious variations of chat in um, this part of the country. And chat parties are also very popular and just a nice alternative to a regular sit-down type of dinner. And Papti Chat is a great introduction um, to this dish because it, it's actually very fun to make as well. So um, the first step is just to make the papdi or the dough and then you form it into thin circles and you deep fry it and then these wafers are then topped with potatoes and chickpeas and then they're drizzled with a um, tangy spicy and sweet sauce. Naan is the the Indian flatbread so it's a puffy flatbread. I know I've been mentioning it a lot in um, previous foods as well so it's just a flatbread and it's just a big staple in the Indian kitchen and that is because it can go with everything that you make um, 
including many popular dishes um, like the, the chicken that I mentioned, the tandoori chicken, and just a lot of kebabs in general. Um, although this, uh, this type of flatbread is traditionally cooked in uh, a tandoor or earthen oven, they work just as well like in your own oven if you want to um, try uh, experimenting with it. And the ingredient list includes yeast, flour, sugar, and water, as well as yogurt and the ghee. Another is the alu gobi. So this is a dry dish that's made with potatoes, cauliflower, and just a lot of a bunch of Indian spices. And it is a little bit like yellowish in color. And this is due to the use of uh, turmeric, which is a type of um, like a powder, like a spice. And it's occasionally, it also contains like curry leaves sometimes. And other ingredients uh, may include garlic, ginger, onion and um, tomato, peas, things like that. And this all adds up to a very popular dish and it could be ordered in many, many Indian restaurants. Another is the samosas. This, um, these samosas are just a fried or baked pastry that have a very savory filling and like, like uh, spiced potatoes, onions, peas, lentils, and sometimes even ground lamb, ground beef, or ground chicken. And they were actually introduced to India during the Muslim Delhi Sultanate uh, when the cooks from the Middle East and Central Asia migrated to work in the kitchens of Sultan. And um, that's how they came to be. Um, the Indian samosas are usually vegetarian since uh, there's a big proportion of vegetarians living there and this is often accompanied by like a mint sauce um, and samosas are a very common street food and many tourists or even Indians eat them as like a midday snack. Another is the matar paneer. This is again is a vegetarian North Indian dish consisting of peas and just a farmer's cheese that is called paneer in a um and it's in a tomato based sauce and it's spiced with the garam masala um and then it's often served with rice naan which is the flatbread um paratha puri or the roti um and that all depends on the region because different regions um, include different um, ingredients into their recipes. But most lovers of this dish uh, recommend uh, dipping whatever bread that comes with it, with the meal, into um, a very nice tomato gravy. Um, what? The beef vindalo is also another favorite. Um, it's just a curry dish that's popular in the region of Goa and it is known globally in its Anglo-Indian form as a staple of the curry house menus and um, it's often regarded as a fiery spicy dish so it's not for everyone but um, it's not necessarily the hottest dish around there are other things that are way more spicier than that. Uh, Indian cuisines have a lot of spicy 
um, a lot of spiciness, you know, in their in their dishes. They don't play around with that. And a variety of meats can also become a vandaloo dish, like uh, lamb or chicken. But the beef vandaloo is one of the most popular versions. And the vandaloo paste can be just a blend of chilies with cumin, coriander, and just other authentic spices that can be found throughout India. And a traditionally, it's a very hot curry. Again, like I said, it's with tomatoes, onions, and of course, just a lot of chilies. But many Indian restaurants, they can ease it down. Um, they can ease down the hotness by just adding a bit of less chilies. And that's if you prefer it like that, then you can just tell them and they won't make it as spicy. But if you want a lot of fire in your mouth, then you should definitely try this because it has that um, heat. Another one is the biryani. This is just a rice dish that's cooked with a lot of spices and it's a protein and um, like typically like either chicken or muton and it's, it's uh, marinated as well and just perfect for a huge family dinner. Another is the momos. This one is a variation on the traditional dim sum which is native to the northeastern states that border Nepal, where the dish actually originated. And it's eaten with a fiery red chutney, which is just perfect usually for a quick mid-evening snack. Another is the idli. This is heavy. Uh, it's a heavy South Indian breakfast food. And what it is is just a fermented batter of ground rice and lentils that are steamed in little circular molds. I wish I could show you pictures of these things just to see, just to get an idea of what they look like, not just what they are, you know. Um, another is the masala dosa. This is the rice. Um, so rice is a staple of South Indian cuisine. So this is one of them. Uh, the dosa is just a generic South Indian dish and the masala dosa has a specific origin in the coastal Karnataka. And the preparation of this type of rice crepe is very simple. You just need rice and lentils and the rice and lentils are soaked in water for five to six hours. Then um, to prepare the batter, and then that is cooked on a skillet. And then the types of filling in a masala dosa varies. But it's usually potato or onion curry that's dipped in chutney. Um, now, another one is the uh, Hyderdabdi Birani. And this Birani is entered the foray of Indian gastronomy with the incoming Mughals. So it hasn't left since their departure. So it dates back to a lot of, uh, to a long time ago. And among a lot of styles of biryani, the Hyder, Hyderabadi biryani stands out because of the mode of cooking and the ingredients, which are rice, meat, it could be lamb or chicken, 
yogurt, onions, and just a lot of other significant um, spices just to give a punchy flavor. Another is the maki kiroti and the sarsunka sag. So this is a corn flour bread. That's the maki kiroti. And a mustard leaf-based dish is the sarsunka sag. So together, they are a staple food of um, a region in India called Punjab. And this may not look very nice or it may not look very enticing, but the flavor is actually very rich and satisfying. And it has a lot of nutrients in it, so the value of these two has a hand in for um, all the prominence dish that the dish you can enjoy. Um, another is the tunda, the kebab. This is just a minced um, meat kebab that's uh, re renowned for its ingredients um, that are compromising of actually around 150 different spices. Yeah, you heard that right. It's very, it's a conventional tunde kebabs that they are made from just buffalo meat and they have a great uh, variations on this recipe. You can also use chicken instead of buffalo. And this type of kebab is um, it's just is known usually among like and the dishes of the Awadi cuisine, and they are known for um, making the best tunda de kebab. Another is the vada pav. So in the streets of India, it, they are incomplete without the presence of the vada pav. So. It's just a great um, thing to, it's, it's a great type of food that represents India. And it's a vegetarian fusion of potato patty and chili and just other spices that are sandwiched in a bread roll that's known as pav, since the name Vada Pav. And this began as a simple and cost-effective snack, but it has actually uh, gone on to a widespread popularity in India. Another is the beef roast and parota. So the people of Kerala in India, um, which is a region in India, they love this type of beef cookery. So the presence of beef in their cuisine has inspired some of the best dishes that always tempt your taste buds. And this beef roast is among them. So, savoring the beef roast with Kerala's very own bread, the parota, is every meat eater's delight. Um, another is the smoked pork. So, this one is in the Northeast Indian cuisine. And they ha it has a distinctive features because from the rest of the country because it just makes it a very... They make a very unique culinary adventure. So this smoked pork is actually from Nagaland, for instance, and it incorporates very intriguing elements like the bamboo plants and the rajo mirchi, which is one of the hottest chilies in the world. So the smoked pork is a traditional staple food 
and it's usually consumed with rice. Another is the dokla. So this one is another vegetarian snack in India and this does not come any better than uh, doklas that's made from rice and chickpeas. And the fermented rice batter is then mixed with chickpeas and then it's steamed and it is served just garnished with mustard seeds and coriander. And among um, many vegetarian dishes from Gujarat, the dokla is uh, one of the most famous. Now on to some desserts. The gulab jamun. This is just a good old delight that's made with koya, fried golden, and it's finely dipped in saffron that's induced with sugar syrup. It's very um, a favorite for the festive holidays, and you'll be surprised at how easily you can actually try these at home. They're not hard to make at all. And just they're just small bowls of dried milk, and they're slowly cooked and boiled in sugar syrup. And it's pretty easy. Another is the gajar kahalwa. So this is a perfect recipe for the winter. Um, and they are made actually the from uh, they're made with Pakistani style. So they're made with a grated carrot, condensed milk, nuts, and golden var. Um, another is the sandesh. So this is another dessert that will just melt in your mouth. And it's super hit sweet. And it's made with cottage cheese, cardamom, and saffron. And it's very easy to please the sweet tooth. Another is modak. So this one is a sweet flour dumplings um, that are stuffed with coconut, nutmeg, and saffron and jaggery and then they're steamed to perfection and this is a famous Indian dessert that is prepared during their festival that is called the Ganesh Chaturthi. Another dessert is the Am Shrikant and this is another favorite uh, that's made with hung curd and a few ingredients but it has great flavors. And this recipe, um, there is just a, like a mildly sweetened yogurt that's studded with mango pieces. And then it's served with some zesty mango salad. Another dessert is the payasam. So this is the South Indian version of kheer, which is known as payasam. And it's just very deliciously creamy rice and milk pudding that has cashews and raisins in it. Another is the Kajuki Barfi. This one is a childhood childhood favorite for many, many Indians. And uh, the Barfi is made with cashew nuts and milk and then it's topped with silver bark. And usually it's exchanged as like a sweet gift on special occasions so it's very popular during the festive season as well another is the shahi tukta this is um it's another type of dessert and the earliest visitors to india called it the land of milk and honey so this one 
just whips up a rich saffron-infused shari tukta from the region of Awa. And the recipe is just believed to have been invented um, out of a way to use up un unused bread during the 19th century in um, their cuisine. So another is the firni. This one is just another variety of a milk pudding that's prepared during the festive occasions, especially the Eid or when they fast, and the Ramazan. That's, again, um, during the time of their fasting. And it's best served in miti ke kasore, which are basically mud pots. Another is the kofi. This one is a popular frozen dessert that is very rich, dense, and creamy. It uh, is reduced milk flavor with saffron, pistachio, almonds, and it is served chilled. And it's a super uh, nice dessert during the summer. But even though you can make it anytime, of course. Another is the pure and poly. So this is a dessert that's made on various festival occasions like the Ganesh Chaturthi, which is their festival that they have annually. And this is just a very easy recipe of a flat bread that's stuffed with a sweet lentil fill filling. And um, it's made from the chana dal and sugar. And in the Marathi language, this sweet filling is called puran. And the outer bread is the poli. So that is why they. Um, this is the name of this dessert. Now moving on to just a couple fun facts about uh, Indian cuisine <clears throat> and just the Indian culture in general. <clears throat> so the Greek, Roman, and Arab traders have actually contributed a lot um, to the first foreign flavors in Indian cuisine. So they are the ones who actually brought uh, the amazing saffron to India. And staple ingredients of Indian cuisine, like the potato, tomato, and chili, don't actually have Indian origin. They were brought to India by the Portuguese, but they still use it greatly in um, a lot of their recipes, and they're just a staple ingredient. And not only this, but the Portuguese also in introduced them to refined sugar. Before that, before the refined sugar, fruits and honey were just used as sweeteners in Indian food. That was very interesting when I found out. And the chicken tikka masala, which is a very popular dish in India that I mentioned and talked about before, is actually not Indian. It was invented in Scotland, but uh, many Indians still eat it to this day. And I don't think anyone knows it was actually made in Scotland. And the first Indian restaurant in the USA was opened in the mid-1960s. But today, there are around 80,000 Indian restaurants in America and I do have some suggestions that you guys can check out um, at the end of this show 
and I recommend them that you should go and visit them if you want to try some real authentic uh, Indian food. Back to the facts, um, it's the very little is known actually about the food and the eating habits of the earliest Indian civilizations. But uh, the Indus Valley civilization, like one of them is the Indus Valley civilization, but um, this is because the ancient language has still not been deciphered yet. And the traditional Kashmiri cooking, which is called Wazwan, reflects a strong Central Asian influence. And the unique thing about this cooking technique is that the spices are boiled and not fried. So this gives the food a very distinctive uh, and unique flavor and smell. And pepper is known as the king of spices because it just goes well with everything. You can mix it with salt um, and it becomes a classic combination that everyone loves. And imagine how bland our food would taste without the spice. Like, it's crazy. It just adds a nice aroma um, to many, many uh, cuisines. And the Indian food system classifies food into three categories. You have the sattvic, which is the fresh vegetables and juice. Then you have the rajsik, which is oily and spicy food. And you have the tamsic, which is the meat and liquor. And now here are some restaurant suggestions that are near North New Jersey area. You have the Monsoon Fine Indian Cuisine, which is located in River Edge. Uh, then you have the Manjal Indian Cuisine, located in Ridgewood. Then you have the Downtown Daba, which is located in Westwood. And it's a light-filled eatery that offers a Northern Indian-influenced dishes, plus many vegan options for those uh, for those of you who are vegan. You have a masala cafe, which is located in Newark, and this is a classic Indian. They offer classic Indian cooking, which includes a vegetarians, vegetarian fare, and a very relaxed cafe setting with a daily buffet. Um, then you have the Bay Leaf Redefined Indian Cuisine located in South Orange and it's an easygoing restaurant um, serving traditional Indian dishes with vegetarian options and plus a nice lunch buffet. And you have um, then you have two more which are both located in Edison. And one is a Delhi Garden Indian restaurant, and they offer many traditional dishes from North and South India. And they have a takeout counter service space as well. And another one that was also located in Edison is the Mithas Edison. Um, again, a very traditional, offering very traditional dishes. Oh, and before I forget, some drinks that you could try. Um, is the masala chai. So there's nothing like the experience of stopping at a chai wala that's found on the street and then just ordering a 
steaming cup of this masala chai if you have the chance to be in India. And what it is, is it's made by brewing black tea with a mixture of um, spices and herbs. And the beverage has gained worldwide popularity because it's a feature that's in many coffee and tea houses. And traditionally, it is actually prepared by um, green cardamom pods, cinnamon sticks, ground cloves, cloves, ground ginger, and black peppercorn together with black tea leaves. And and um, in international tea shops, this could be sold in a tea bag form. So you have a variety of revolving recipes, but uh, when combined with steaming hot milk, it's just delicious. And whether it is found in India or wherever you live. So that was just another little addition that I had to add before I close this show. So thank you everyone for tuning into my show. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I hope to I hope that you guys get to try Indian food one day. If you haven't and since if you haven't now you know what to order. So I hope this show that you found the show very helpful and um, thank you again. Bye bye.
Thank you.